If you had to summarize the work of Jesus in just a sentence or two, what would you say that he came to earth to do? When Jesus was ready to announce the beginning of his ministry, he turned to the book of Isaiah to find the right words. On a Sabbath morning in Nazareth, he stood in the synagogue and read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He sat down and said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What an amazing series of promises. Good news for the poor, liberty for the enslaved and oppressed, sight for the blind. Jesus was bringing God's kingdom to earth, and everyone could experience the freedom he offered. Today, ask God to fulfill these promises in your life, to open your eyes, and to set you free from the things that enslave you, that keep you in bondage. And ask God to enable you to join in the work of bringing freedom and restoration to others, too. God wants you to live in the freedom that's possible through Jesus. In these next few moments, try to set aside distractions and to listen for the voice of God. God is ready and able to set you free from whatever is keeping you in bondage. Listen to what He has to say to you today. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending us a Savior and for promising to make a way for us to live together in freedom and joy. I confess that sometimes I don't live in the freedom you've given me. Sometimes I still act like I'm a slave to my own selfish desires. Help me to live like a person who's free, free to turn away from those sins which keep me trapped, and help me to bring your freedom to those around me too. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Take stock of your body. Do you stand like a person who's free or like a slave stooped and weighed down? Let your posture reflect your identity as a liberated child of God. Lift your head and straighten your shoulders and take a deep breath. Let the truth of your identity lift you and flow through you as you continue breathing in deeply this truth. You are free. But sin so easily entangles, doesn't it? As you grow into the identity Christ has given you, perhaps you find yourself tripping over old sins or making decisions you know aren't pleasing to God. Perhaps you find yourself choosing to bear the burden of sin rather than living like someone who's free. Take a moment now and talk to God about it. Confess your sins to the Lord.
Jesus came to open your eyes and to set you free, to bring peace to the earth and to turn the world upside down all at once. He came and he chose the poor and the oppressed and the sick, and he chose you. In Jesus, you are forgiven and free and called to a new life. Listen now to the words of Jesus in Luke 4, 18 and 19 in the English Standard Version. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. As I read those verses again, listen for a word or a phrase that stands out to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What stood out to you? Take a moment and hold the word or words close, asking the Holy Spirit to keep speaking. Jesus came to proclaim liberty and to set at liberty. When he spoke, it wasn't just words. He spoke with authority. His words had power. And he followed them with actions. Jesus proclaims you free. And Jesus sets you free. What do you want to ask Jesus to set you free from today? Listen again to Luke four eighteen and 19 in the Amplified Bible. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. In the passage from Isaiah that Jesus is reading here, the year of the Lord's favor that he mentions probably refers to the year of Jubilee, 
a celebration God's people were to observe every 50 years. At the end of Jubilee, all slaves were to be freed, debts canceled, land returned to its rightful owners. Everyone got a fresh start. God offers you a fresh start. Where do you need that fresh start today? God's kingdom doesn't just promise spiritual blessings. The year of Jubilee required a redistribution of economic assets. It was a way to ensure that the poor weren't getting poorer while the rich got richer, and a way to protect people from the consequences of their parents' and grandparents' mistakes. God asks His people to love each other in ways that might affect our own bank accounts. How is God asking you to use your wealth or privilege to bless others today. Declare to God your willingness to participate in His work on earth. Say, God, use me and all that I have to further your kingdom. Listen one last time to the words of Jesus in Luke 4, 18 and 19 in the New Living Translation. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Imagine being in the room that day as Jesus read the words of Isaiah. You've come to worship as you do every week. Perhaps you're sleepy or distracted or bored or thinking about what you'll eat when you go home. And then you see Jesus stand up to read. Jesus, you know him. You remember playing with him when you were children, both growing up in the dusty Nazareth streets. It's been a while since you've seen him. What do you expect to hear from your childhood friend? Jesus stands. The room is quiet, just the sounds of people settling into their places. Someone coughs. He unrolls a scroll and begins reading. Familiar words about the promised Messiah. You study his face as you listen. 
And you wonder, how is it that he speaks with such authority? When you imagine the Messiah coming, the one he's reading about, what do you imagine? Shock ripples through the room. Jesus has just said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Does he mean what you think he means? Is he claiming to be the Messiah? The mood of the room begins to change. How do you find yourself responding to this idea that your childhood friend says he's the Savior God has promised? Years later, you'll look back on this moment as the moment when everything changed. How does it change your life to believe that God really is going to keep his promises, that God really is going to rescue you and to set the captives free and give sight to the blind? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for keeping your promises and for sending us a rescuer. Thank you for making a way for us to live together in freedom and joy. I confess that sometimes I don't live in the freedom you've given me. Sometimes I still act like I'm a slave to my own selfish desires. Help me to live like a person who is free free to turn away from those sins which keep me trapped and help me to bring your freedom to those around me too. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Take all the time you need to rest in the peace and freedom God gives and to meditate on his promises. As you go, remember that it is for freedom that Christ set you free.